Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us from Dan, who has asked us, do you prefer a trade deadline or a transfer window? I love your ambition when you say first question. Well, the possibility is there that it might only be one question, because we have a because tendency to natter us. on. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... The question. It might be the first question. It might be the only question. But you know, there's there's hope that maybe we can get to to a second one. But if there's not, yeah. don't don't complain to us because there's only so much we can do because we talk it, a lot. It's true. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also forest fire season. That is true. Which means I'm uncomfortable. It also means my windows have to be closed at all times, so I'm sweltering. Yeah, so, I mean, that is that is the nature of living in this this part of the province is regardless of where there's a forest fire, we tend to get that that smoke. So I know it's worse in Calgary than it is in Lethbridge, and Sean definitely suffers from it more than I do. So uh, I'm feeling a little bit blessed that I'm this far south and not asthmatic, but um, yeah, we'll do what we can to get through it and... If we decide that we can only do one question, then, you know, blame Mother Nature and forest fires. Exactly. Yeah. So this is definitely a sports question, which we don't often answer just because we... Or don't often get. There's that. And we also, we we tend to stray more to the pop culture side because we know that a lot of our listeners are uh, very immersed in pop culture world. But uh, Dan yep. asked us this, in, you said January, right? Uh, yeah, right around the EPL transfer window, which is the month of January. Right. And it was coming up on the hockey trade deadline. Okay. Yeah, so it was just January and February. January is really busy for us with the year that was and you know what we're up to and stuff like and that. And we're ramping so to Oscars and... Exactly. Yeah. So January is really hard to get to your guys' questions, whereas right now we've got the the Major League Baseball trade deadline, the first trade deadline coming at the end of July. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. And we are, yeah, we are currently, you said, in a transfer window in, in soccer, is that right? Yeah, the transfer window is open July to September 1st. Okay. Now, you have explained it to me, and I do feel like I kind of know what a transfer window is, but can you explain it again just so that we have an idea of what the difference is between a trade deadline and a transfer window? Okay. Well, a trade deadline, all of football, I'll switch to soccer just for simplicity because we might talk American football. All of soccer works roughly the same way where you are only able to negotiate to acquire new players during certain times of the year. So for the EPL specifically, that there is a month in January after the Christmas rush of games where you can get some transfers in, but most of the big business in footy is done this time of year from July until September, right before the season when people are, they're off maybe on international tournaments or that sort of thing, but everybody's mostly just in preseason training. Okay. So this is when you can acquire players versus the other sports where you can do it basically any time during the season until this deadline. That doesn't work in football. It's from September to January. There are no trades, none. Right. And now what part of the season is, we have talked about football, soccer, so often you and I and I still forget the things that happen so right now we are currently in what part of a football season preseason preseason this is preseason okay so the day but they're also in like- which we are recording this 
yeah. is uh, Liverpool played Crystal Palace in Hong Kong as a an exhibition. Okay. So when does the, the regular season start? August 12th or 15th okay. this year. So mid-August. Mid-August, yeah. Okay. So you have two weeks to see how your team clicks together during that, and you can make some last-minute deals for two weeks. Gotcha. Okay. So that's your transfer window. And then, so basically before the season really ramps up, you can make some trades just to kind of make sure that things are good. But then once once your season is up and going... You're locked in with the team you have. Then you can't do anything until right. December. Yes. The end of December, beginning of January. And then after okay. January 31st... From February until the end of season in mid-May, nothing. Nothing. Interesting. Right. Okay. Now, again, there are no trades. Okay. Because that's not how transfers work. Two teams are not trading players. You're purchasing players. Right. You negotiate for a release fee. There's usually a release clause in a contract, or if there isn't, you're negotiating with the parent club to see how much you would have to pay the club in order to negotiate with the player to sign them to a contract. So, for example, mm-hmm. Liverpool is trying to get, uh, as of today, Nabi Keita. He is a midfielder who plays for Red Bull Leipzig in the Bundesliga. Okay. They are trying to get him, but he is on a five-year contract Right. for Leipzig. He just resigned, but we want to try and get him. Next year, he has a forty-eight million pound release clause, but we want him this year, so we are offering somewhere around seventy million pounds, and that goes to the club. Then we negotiate would negotiate with Kada to pay him, uh, let's say, one hundred and thirty thousand pounds a week. Okay, because contracts in so, soccer are weekly. Weird. Okay, so. To put it in a North American equivalent. Sure. And because baseball is currently the sport that's happening right now. So we'll say, I mean, we'll say that the Red Sox really need to shore up their, I mean, they just lost uh, Panda. So say we need to, to shore up our third base. And so we want, because we're playing, as of our recording this right now, the Red Sox are playing the Blue Jays. We want Josh Donaldson. Right. As our third baseman. So instead of trading Josh Donaldson for, say, some prospects or something like that, we would go to the Blue Jays and offer them... $100 million. Okay. To get Josh Donaldson. So we're buying this player. To have the ability to attempt to get him. So So we're we're paying for his rights, basically? Yes. That's that's the best way to think about it. Okay. Because he... Again, I'll go back to Keita... Mm-hmm. Kada could we could negotiate with Leipzig, give them seventy million pounds. We could give them seventy million pounds. I'm not a part of the financial considerations of Liverpool, but still, stick with me on this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they could. Red Bull Leipzig could be like, yeah, seventy million pounds. That's like a hundred million dollars, or what is that in euros? Eighty million euro, or whatever it would be. Right. Although the pound kind of sucks because of Brexit, so seventy-eight. That's 78 million euro. That's a buttload of money. We could get a whole lot of players for that. And then Liverpool could go to Nabi Keita and Keita could be like, nah. So you're paying 68 million euros just for the possibility to sign him. But So you're out 70 million? No. No, 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 no. The fee is agreed. 
So if we sign the player, if Kata agrees to come, we then have to pay seventy oh, million. Okay. But if he doesn't, we're not on the hook for oh, that. Okay. However, we couldn't go to how the Red Sox could not go to Josh Donaldson today if baseball worked the same as EPL and the rest of the European leagues for the most part. Just dates are different and they have a few different rules. But I'm sticking with English just because it's easy. Sure. The Red Sox could not go to Donaldson first, or shouldn't, because that's tampering, and say, we want to sign you, we'll pay you $200,000 a week right. to play third base for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right. So we would have to go to the Blue Jays first and say, we want Josh Donaldson, we'll pay you $70 million or $100 million for Josh Donaldson. Then. And they say, yes, that's fine. Then we would we would then go to Donaldson and say, okay, we want to buy you to come to the Red Sox. This is how much we will pay you. And if he said yes, then we pay the Blue Jays $100 million and then the set price, the $100,000 a week or whatever that we set with Donaldson, then we start paying him that much money. Right, that's his contract with you. Weird. Is it though? Because it means you don't kind have of. to send players. It means that you don't have to weaken your team to strengthen your team. You're not sacrificing the farm system. My U23 team, my U21 team, my U18 team will not be touched by if we sign Nabi Keita. Right. They're they're still there. They're still prospects. They're still our players. Yeah. No, and that makes sense. It's just, I guess I'm I'm used to a conventional trade system in the the four major professional sports in in North America. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. And so... Instead of, are there are there salary caps in EPL? Uh there's a fair play rule where you are not supposed to run in a deficit. So the teams that are the most popular that make the most money are able to spend more. I see. So it's not so much that that you have a, a salary cap of two hundred million pounds. There's if your team makes. 250 million pounds you are not supposed to go above that as far as your salary goes but if there's another team it's kind of like a a salary cap in the nba where there's a luxury tax okay essentially right that's how it's roughly working but at the same time there are team budgets and they're largely based on where you play so again sticking with liverpool because sure. that's my favorite team in mm-hmm. england and it's also owned by your owner for, of the red See, Sox. that's why i started talking so about you the red Sox connection. because i knew there was a connection there yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i actually did remember that liverpool is owned by the yeah. red Sox owner so yeah he has his budget set but because liverpool qualified for champions league there's now Champions League funding. So that TV money now goes to okay. Liverpool, so their budget goes up. If a team like right. Aston Villa or Hull City, a team that's lower down on the table, this is why being relegated to the second league means so much, because there is way more TV money in the Premier League. Sure. So your budget, if you're in the Premier League, your budget's, and say you're like a, I don't want to call it a, a cheaper team, but a team that doesn't have the same wiggle room as a Man City or a Man United or mm-hmm. Liverpool's not quite at their level, but still higher. If your your margins are a little bit more razor thin than say a company like Man U or or yeah, one of those teams that have just massive popularity and success. Exactly. If you yeah. go from a operating budget where you are getting fifty million pounds a year for TV rights, mm-hmm. and you drop down to the Championship where you get two, 
that dramatically changes your team. Sure. And that's why you, when you see a team go down to be relegated in the Premier League, a lot of their best players leave. Oh, interesting. Because they can't be they can't be afford or afford to pay them. Plus, most of them don't want to play at a lower tier. It's more games of less quality football for fewer people and less money. Right. But you're paying for the opportunity to get up there. Right. Huh. Qualify for the Premier League, you almost instantly make 50 million pounds as a team. Jeez. That's that's pretty sweet. It would be like if Pawtucket, that's the AAA, right? Yeah. Like if Pawtucket won the AAA crown, mm-hmm. they got to come up. Yeah. And all of a sudden they were at the Pawtucket Red Sox? Uh, yeah, I think they're just the Pawtucket Sox. So the Paw Sox. Yeah. Are now the third Sox team. But because the. I don't know who the worst team in the league is this year. Um, uh, just for the sake of the argument, we'll say. Cincinnati? Are they? The Reds? Cincinnati's might be. pretty bad this year. I was going to say the Brewers, because I don't think the Brewers are great, but. They were leading the division until like a month ago. Brewers, Brewers? are having a good. Yeah, they're over 500. Oh. They're higher than the Pirates. I think it's either the Reds Playoffs. or the Padres. Uh, the White Sox are 38 and 53. That's oh, the Phillies, the Phillies are 32 and 61. So the Phillies are the worst team. So let's say the Pawsocks come off, up. You weren't far off on the Reds. They're 39 and 54 right now. So Okay, so yeah, they're pretty yeah. low. Yeah. Uh, so the Phillies drop down to AAA and yeah. the Pawsocks come up to regular. Yeah, okay. So if that was the case, so then Philly would lose a lot of their money because they're not on TV as much. Yeah, now they're AAA. Man, and so they're playing in smaller stadiums and get less advertising and smaller advertising as far as like companies that want to advertise with them and everything like that. And so they're making less money there. Yeah, you go from you go from Pepsi to Bill's tires. I mean, Bill does make great tires, but they're great tires. But he just doesn't have the reach yeah, of a Pepsi. Jeez, uh, but then that would mean that all the Phillies' best players would leave and go somewhere else, and sign somewhere else probably or would it be like so like going back to the original part of this conversation so you said when a team like your liverpool is trying to make it play on k kato kata k-a-t-a k-e-i-t-a K-E-I-T-A. okay but kata okay so they're trying to make it play on kata so if this was in now I'm trying to figure out how to word my question. <laughs> so if they were, if they're making a play, and this was in in the MLB, so the Red Sox, so there's all these players that are are going away. So at the end of the season, would they be, would the Red Sox and all these other teams be making a play because you know, like even though the best player on the Phillies, who I can't even think of right now, is he's looking to you know they they need to to jettison some contracts even though he's supposed to be signed for two more years with the phillies they're willing to negotiate because they can't afford him is that kind of the idea yeah and they need the money if you paid so let's say it was let's go to the reds Mm -hmm. and you decided with the reds you're gonna pay for joey Votto. okay we'll say joey Votto's is the best player on the reds sure he's pretty darn good yeah and he's a canadian kid so it's nice to bring him up every now and then exactly so so 
in the Premier League, three teams go down, right? So it wouldn't just be the Phillies. It'd be the, the Phillies, the Padres, and the Reds. Sure. Go. Or the White Sox maybe slip in there. So Red Sox are like, all right, we don't really need a first baseman. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. You could uh, They could then offer the Reds, say, $25 million to negotiate with Joey Votto. And that $25 million goes a long way to replacing the budget they lost from TV money. Right, right, right. So they could they, they would get rid of Joey Votto because they needed the money, but then they have $25 million that they could then spend on another player or a couple other players to try get and back up. work their way back into the, the other league. Exactly. So do you often see that happen where like the EPL will negotiate with championship teams because there's players in there that they want to get rid of or they have to get rid of so that way they can kind of these relegated teams can start honing you know building themselves a team again yep and get up into the epl again yep interesting uh giorgino wijnaldum who plays for liverpool now played for newcastle united two years ago they went down we paid them 28 million pounds for him okay uh in the next few days maybe Hopefully, by the time this is out, and it, this is obviously going to date ourselves a little bit, considering sure. that we've got a bit of a stagger, so it's possible that some of these deals I'm talking about are already done. Mm-hmm. But there's a left back, which is a left defenseman, for right. simplicity's sake, uh, on Hull City, who went down, who we're going to buy for eight million, ten million pounds, probably. Okay. So yeah, the, your best. You're looking at that guy. You're looking at Keda, and so all of a sudden your team gets stronger. But these other teams that are not quite as good, they're getting more money to then develop players, possibly younger, or get other players right. who will jive with their team so that they can get up, make more money, and then buy players again. Yeah, exactly. Weird. The toughest thing with Keda though is that he's actually. Uh, on a team that's real good. Well, and that's... They didn't go down in Germany, so it's just like, we want him, they don't want to sell him, but we might pay enough that their board is like, well, crap. Right, right. So now that's my other question, is in this transfer window, you can buy players. I'm just going to say buy players. It sounds so wrong, but for all intents and purposes, you're buying these players. You can buy players... From different leagues, so that would be like the Calgary Flames being able to buy. I mean, he's coming back to the NHL this year anyway. But Ilya Kovalchuk from the KHL. Yep. Huh. Yeah, Calgary goes to. I don't remember. We played Metalurg or whatever. Sure. Goes to Metalurg and says, "We want Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, here's twenty-two million dollars." Right. They're like, "Great, go talk to Ilya." And Ilya's like, "Sure, I'll come for." Uh, you're con- you have a salary cap, so I'll come back for $6 million a year. Mm-hmm. And then, so if you agree to that, then you play Metalurg $22 million. And then they can use that, like you said, to get other players, or they could look for loan deals, that sort of stuff. So I understand that side of it. I understand that it helps so that way you're not weakening your team or anything like that. But... In the era of a salary cap, it makes it really hard to even consider something like that because we just don't have that. There's a ceiling, right? So there's only so much that we can spend. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess you would then negotiate just to make sure that he was under the salary cap. But 
man, I don't know. It's just so, it's so strange to me. It's just, and again, because I'm coming from this North American ideal of, of you just trade assets for assets that you're, you would just naturally have to get rid of a player. Um, but doesn't that kind of suck? Does, but I also, I mean, I guess you, you get rid of players that, that just don't fit on your team. And I mean, I guess you could, so what happens? You do that anyway. You sell them. I suppose. Well, yeah, like somebody else comes in and it's like, uh, we, I think last couple days sold Kevin Stewart, a midfielder who was too old to continue playing for the youth teams. Okay. Uh, and didn't really fit into the way that we play now. So he was available on the market and a team is going to pay 8 million pounds or so to grab him. Mm-hmm. So then he's gone. Yeah. You can just refuse to deal, right? Like, you can protect any player you have. Sure. So if if uh, the Blue Jays came to the Red Sox and said, we'll give you $150 million for Chris Sale, they could just be like, no. Yeah, which I get. I guess what seems unfair to me is that you have these teams who can spend that much money because they have that much money to spend. Whereas, like... You know, whereas in the NHL, everybody has, I don't know what the cap is at right now. Careful. Everybody doesn't have the same amount of money. Some of them are playing the floor because they don't have the power and they will always sure. be at the bottom. I guess. You're, I guess that's right. It's but the same system. There's a reason the Padres aren't as good as the Yankees. No, and I get that. And I mean, baseball is very... Much. I mean, it is. It's. I mean, that's why Moneyball is a thing, right? Is because yep. the Athletics couldn't afford to pay the same salaries as as the Yankees, and that's why they lost Giambi and and uh, I can't remember who the other guy was that went to the Yankees. Oh, um, uh, I think Johnny. Well, Johnny Damon ended up going to the Red Sox, but yeah, and then the stupid Yankees. <laughs> but that, like, it's exactly the same thing, right? Leicester City won the EPL with a budget of a tenth of what Manchester City paid. They moneyballed it to a point. They built a team that worked really well together at doing what they did. Right. I don't know. It's it just, still it, possible. It is possible. It just seems less possible, and it just seems like. I mean, yes, I will agree. Like, because I was trying to remember their name because Leicester City was kind of a miracle, and everybody. There's going to be a movie about them at some point. Like, they're they're going to be the the fo- oh, yeah. football equivalent of Moneyball, but I just. It, it is less and less probable that when you have the money to spend or when you don't have the money to spend that you will not necessarily get the best team. Now, again, the Golden State Warriors, it's all in-house. They didn't trade or – I mean, they got Kevin Durant this last year. Is Kevin Durant, yeah. right? But like, Yeah, it's Durant. Everybody else was, was in-house. They, they drafted them and trained them, and they made that team the product that they are because they – they just worked at it. So there are exceptions. It just seems like the exceptions are fewer and farther between when you have the money to spend. Whereas yeah, when you trade players, then it's you're, you're trading maybe something that you... I don't know. Maybe there's no right way to do it. Because when, you, when you're trading players for, for prospects, you are, you are putting everything into the now and f- 
sacrificing your future. I mean, like, there are some teams who have really good farm systems. Yep. I mean, Detroit made the playoffs for, what, 25 straight years because they had incredible scouts and a great farm system. And eventually, all, all reigns have to come to an end. But at a certain point, like, a lot of teams will, if they're making a push right now, they will sacrifice the future. And I mean, Chicago is kind of doing that right now. They They won three Stanley Cups in five years or six years. And now, like, they made the playoffs this past year, but they got bounced by Nashville in four or five games because they just they didn't have the staying power because they had Taves and Kane and Crawford and Duncan Keith and Marion Hosa and the rest of their team. I don't think there was one player making over one and a half million dollars because they just they, yeah. they had to sacrifice everything. So it's just I. I but that's a that's a salary cap question sure. more than a for trade, sure, right? Because you can rent players in the NHL. Yeah, you certainly can. But I mean, it's just I guess there it seem, and I may be wrong on this. And I, I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know you will. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm yeah, here for. Totally. Yes. I just feel like with the with a salary cap and with a limited amount of spending even teams that have the ability to spend that much can only spend that much, right? Like the Penguins and the Rangers who are in good hockey markets and can spend up to the ceiling. And I mean, the Flames are at that at that point as well. Like I think we're very close to, to our salary cap, the ceiling this year. We have that ability, whereas uh, 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 Arizona who have gone through much turmoil and maybe a Florida who don't have necessarily the same draw they're not making as much money so they can't spend as much but there's a limit to how much those the, the teams at the upper end can spend where it seems like that limit is it's a little bit more broad in something like EPL now i know that they're the money they're spending on players is not the same as what they're spending to pay players once they get there right but it's just it's not it just seems like there are teams who just don't have the same ability to compete because they can't even afford to buy those players, the really good players, because they can't afford to buy a, a Kata from the Ger- German team? Yeah, Leipzig. Leipzig. They can't afford to even enter in the conversation. Liverpool can because they have the money to spend, whereas uh, uh, Leicester City can't even get into that. Well, maybe now because they they garnered some popularity and, and won some money, but... Like when they were coming up and they were they were making some noise, I don't know if they would they would have had that ability to do it because they didn't have that that cash to just spend to even enter into the conversation for Kata. Does that make sense? It does. The thing that I think is tripping you up a bit is because the the huge numbers are in transfer fees, right? Yeah. Whereas the player contracts aren't that crazy, like a hundred thousand a week. Sure, but that's a hundred thousand a week. So no, and that's that's the thing, right? Is it okay. is the it's the transfer fee that I'm having that I'm struggling with is because that fee seems so. There, it's not what you're paying the player; it's what you're paying to get the player, and it's just like here's money, here's money, and right. like who was it that, um, uh, Barca was it Barcelona or Madrid? Real Madrid paid like an ex just an exorbitant amount of money for a player. And I can't remember who it was, uh, but it was in the last decade or so. And it was like 150 uh, million euros or million pounds or something for 
a player. And it's just like, that seemed like an incredible amount of money to pay just to get one player. And then they have to pay him on top of that. Whereas like yeah. other Spanish teams couldn't pay that much money. So it just seems that part seems unfair to me. The thing is, is if you stay up long enough and you recruit well, you grow. And when you keep growing, your fan base grows, so your money right. grows. So then you start making the leagues, which gets you more money, which then gets you into competition with some of the bigger teams. Right. right? So if Leicester City, because they won last year, is that correct? Year before? Because this last year, Chelsea won. Okay. And when did that? When did the league end? Back in May? May, yeah. Yeah, and so Chelsea won in May? Yes. And Leicester City won May of 2016? Right. Okay. So how did they do this year, Leicester City? 12th. How many teams are there? 20. Okay, so they didn't they didn't do great, but they they didn't get relegated. No, they're fine. Okay. Okay. So if Leicester City keeps they were also focusing on Champions League because they were in Champions League of and course. there was a butt ton of money to be made in getting into the knockout stages, which sure. they did. Okay, so they're making some money out of Champions League, so then next year they might be able to put a little bit more money into another Premier player League. and then compete yep. in the Premier League, and then it, it's kind of grows cyclical, and then the better they get, the more money they make, the more fans they get, the more TV time they get, the more money they make, the yep. more fans they get, and so it becomes kind of a, an upward spiral as opposed to a downward spiral. Exactly. Interesting. It still seems weird to me, and it still seems marginally unfair but it seems less unfair now that i've kind of been able to wrap my head around it i think part of it too is because i'm only talking about one league and you're thinking about it in terms of when there's only one baseball league because all of the world championships in north american sport are about two countries right whereas like yeah we're trying to get again we'll go back to Cato. we're trying to get him for 70 million but a team from italy could bid for him a team for a, another a big team in germany could bid for sure. him. a team in uh, France, PSG could go after him, Real, Barca, Atletico. There's a right. whole bunch of other leagues that can throw money around the same way. So if you've got a guy, a- sorry, like if you've got a guy in the in the Swiss Hockey League who's lighting it up, like Austin Matthews was playing in a men's league last year before he got drafted. But like if, if, if you've got this guy, like an Austin Matthews sort, who's just lighting it up in the Swiss League, you can have teams from the KHL bidding. You can have teams from the NHL bidding. You can yes. have teams from the from the from the American Hockey League bidding, but they wouldn't be able to bid as much because they don't make as much. But right. like these different leagues could be bidding on the same player. Yes. Right. Okay. And the Chinese Super Leagues got way more money than anybody else, so they play stupid amounts. Chinese Super League? What, what league are we talking about now? Soccer. Really? Yes. Interesting. And yeah. how does that work? Like, why don't we hear anything about the Chinese Super League? Because it's still not a very good league. Oh, okay. But they're willing to pay bonkers amounts of money for MLS kind of quality players. Okay. So it's where players, when they're out of contract in the big leagues in Europe, go to make a whole bunch of money. I see. Interesting. And so will they end up, once their league is better, if their league ever gets better, would they end up getting to join Champions League as well? Uh, no, they'd probably have an Asian Champions League. Oh, so okay. Korea, Japan, China, Australia, New Zealand. I don't know if New Zealand ah. has their own league. They might play in Aussie. But 
all of those okay. countries have their own leagues as well, right? So they'd probably, I th- they probably do it now. They have an Asian Champions League. Cause just right. like there's a CONCACAF one, right? Right, right, right. Because Champions League is UEFA, which is United European something or other. Is that right? Football associations, yep. Okay, cool. That makes sense. So the Champions League is only, so it would be like... It's the UEFA Champions League, but we right, all just call okay. it Champions League because that's it's the big one. But there's right. also CONCACAF Champions League, which is yeah, okay. In so it's the like Canada, Mexican, US, Mexico. yeah. So it's like MLS, but Mexican leagues and stuff like that. That all yes, I see. Okay, interesting. Huh. See, this is I. I kind of figured this was going to happen. You and I have talked about doing a, a podcast where you just answer a bunch of soccer questions. And that kind of got tied into the trade deadline slash transfer window podcast. Apparently. Um, but it has been very informative. Because I'm looking at the time and I'm like, it's we've talked for 33 minutes and I don't think we've answered the question, but I've sure explained how well, world football We haven't works. answered the question, but we also, I mean, I can't speak for our listeners, but from a North American standpoint, I'm so intrinsically familiar with the trade deadline, but because I'm not a, a massive footy fan, I don't know the deal with the transfer windows yeah. and everything like that. And so when when we first got this question and you and we asked about transfer windows, I was like, well, okay. So to me, a transfer window meant that there was time where you could trade players between teams and it was just called the transfer window because you're transferring the, them between teams. I didn't realize that you weren't trading player for player. It happens occasionally, but it is super rare. Interesting. Huh. Whereas, like, in the NHL, and I mean, it's... I don't even know if it happens anymore, but Gretzky got traded for money. Or he got sold to the Kings. He didn't get traded. He got sold to the Kings for a butt-ton of money. But that was that was pre-salary right. cap era. So that was kind of on on. Well, no, there's future considerations in cash. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, yeah, that that still happens. Yeah, that's fair. So it does happen. It's just more often you see like prospects or straight up player for player. Yep. Huh. I mean, <laughs> it's hard for me to answer this question because I've only learned about a transfer window now, and I feel like I would need to do more research into it to really come up with a a formed opinion it sounds like the transfer window probably makes more sense but i'm just so used to the trade deadline and for me i like the idea of let let me put this into north american terms then let me let me turn a transfer window into baseball okay because their trade deadline's stupid their trade deadline is ridiculous Oh, you could you could only trade till July thirty first, but then if you do it afterwards, they just have to clear waivers, and then if you do it after August thirty first, you could do some sort, but they can't play in the playoffs. Why? Why? Why have a deadline? Right? Just have a deadline or don't? Exactly. So let's let's say baseball, because that's the sport that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's done in November. Yeah. Uh, yeah, usually typically? like typically. I mean, it, it it runs through to kind of the first last couple or the first couple days of November, depending yeah. on how long series go. But yeah, like so I let's think, say yeah November fifteenth because mm-hmm. baseball should always be done by then. I would hope November fifteenth so. to uh, first day is spring uh, training till March thirty first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a transfer window. Okay, so during that time you are able to trade players. You can also negotiate with free agents. All that sort of stuff. Fine. Mm-hmm. 
then as of April 1st until July 1st, you can make no movements outside of your own organization. Mm-hmm. So you need to call, uh, Red Sox need to call up a POSOC, that's fine. Like, there's, there's nothing. We can call up kids from the U21 if sure. we need them. Injuries that's happen. Fine. You need to be able exactly. to bring players up and down. That makes perfect sense. That's not a transfer. That's just re-figuring out where players are in your own exactly. organization. Yeah, that makes sense. Then July 1st to July 31st, you can do it again. You can trade players. But as of August 1st, no more movement. That's basically how a transfer window works. See, and I do like that idea better. If there's, I mean, I think what I'm, what I'm really getting hung up on is the trading players for right. cash, right? But the idea of only ha- not being able to do it through the entire year, but being able to do it in the off season and then for like a month period, yeah. I really, really dig that idea. So that way you can build your team in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Your play, you play April to July, so you're getting April, May, and June to have a sense of where your team is. By that point, you probably know whether or not you've got a shot. Right, for sure. And so then you've got a month to look at the teams who are sellers mm-hmm. or look at the teams who are buyers. You'll have more sellers because you'll have fewer teams who are like, well, we could go on a run in August and we yeah. could probably make that second wild card spot. That just, you won't have that same consideration. You'll have teams that are like okay we gotta dump some salary Mm -hmm. we're gonna move on we want to get the we have a great young prospect at short so we want to move our shortstop there's you get all of that sort of stuff all condensed into a month i do kind of dig that i mean from from my standpoint from a from the nhl standpoint watching i mean after the playoffs because once you're in the playoffs you're not allowed to to do trades or anything i mean you can sign players if if you're not in the the playoffs um but like after the playoffs are over, that period between, say, mid-June or, like, the the beginning of June, which is ludicrous for how long the playoffs go, but that's a different conversation. Um, yep. But the beginning of June and the beginning of July when it's, it's free agency, I love that time period because then you start trading players before the draft and everything. So then you start making these trades and then you've got – then you've got free agency. Like the off season is almost as exciting to me as the, especially the first month of the off season is almost as exciting as the as the the hockey itself because of the, the right. administration side. But then, like I love the I, I love trade deadline day because historically it's been really fun because you get all these big deals and you get these blockbuster trades. Whereas now the trade deadline day is kind of boring because GMs will will up until like they have the entire season to make those those changes whereas if you only had that month then i feel like things would come fast and furious and then it would just be like okay we have only this much time to work and we we need to make two or three different uh changes we need to make this happen now so then you all of a sudden have these these gms making these deals and things happen i think it'd be really fun if there was only that month to go plus there are two transfer deadline days in my system because there's a deadline day at the end of summer, mm-hmm. and there's a deadline day at the end of January. So you get two trade deadlines right, where a whole bunch of stuff happens. Right. So from an NHL standpoint, so if it was... So you guys have like a couple weeks in the... You guys. The the EPL has a couple weeks after the regular season has started before the transfer window closes, right? I feel comfortable speaking for an entire league in a different country. That's that's cool. I also noticed that I'm basically speaking for the transfer window like that's my choice. And I feel like it probably is. I figured it probably is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yes. There's a couple weeks. You'll probably get two, maybe three games in the regular season. 
okay. before, and they play weekly, right? So you get three weekend games. Okay. So in the EPL before deadline day. From an NHL standpoint, usually the the first game is around the seventh of October. So yep. if it's a if three week thing, then maybe you know by by. And because we play more games in the NHL, then so say you get a, a week and a half, but it's but you're getting three or four games in that week and a half. So then, you you've done your training camp, you've seen how these players kind of mesh, but you see them in a in a real situation too. Because I mean, yep. part of part of training camp is is figuring out which players are going to make it and which players are going to get sent down and which players are going to go back to junior. So you get. Yep. You get to you don't get to see your team as a team until the regular season starts. So once you do, then you see you only have four or five games to figure out how they're going to do before boom your transfer window is done, and then you're with this team until when's trade deadline end of February. So until um, the beginning yeah. of February. Yep, man, that is something interesting to think about. So like so the way it would probably work in hockey is July first transfer window opens. Right. And it closes on Halloween. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, you're thinking only a week and a half, but at the same time, three games of a 38-game season is a different percentage than four games in 82. Sure. Right. Right. So, so if, if you go to Halloween, you get like eight, nine games, which is the same distance that you have to decide on sending kids to junior. That's right. your deadline. So right on – so Halloween's deadline day. Okay. And then – do you want to like? Do you need a full month? Hockey might be able to get away because it's only one league. Maybe you could do two weeks. So it yeah, starts on Valentine's Day and goes to the end of February. So yeah. some days you get a leap transfer. <laughs> you just get that extra day of uh, of trade deadline. Transfer leap. You know TSN would hype that because oh, they have to totally. do something for seven hours. Right. That does sound really interesting. It's a very compelling concept. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I do I do like the sounds of a transfer window over the sounds of, of a trade, like a full-year trade, and then you just have the trade deadline. I mean, it does seem like it would make things more exciting from a, from a fan standpoint, and you have to be a little bit more strategic about the choices you make as a, as a GM. Yeah, because everybody in those two weeks in February, everybody, every team in the world right now is trying to get players. So yeah, we want Kata, but every there's eight other teams that want him, right? Like yeah. you're competing against all these other teams. So yeah, maybe Austin Matthews in the Swiss League. So you're competing with the KHL and the NHL, and say the AHL is the as another league or the right. ICHL. Where a WHL starts up again because it's possible, like all of those teams are all going after the same player. Huh. That is that is very interesting. I do kind of dig that idea. Huh. Yeah. No, that that I mean, it took forty minutes to get there, but I do appreciate the <laughs> I do appreciate the the, the the thought. So if I had to pick, I would pick transfer window. I just don't think okay. the North American style ever... I don't think they ever adopt that style. I just... It works so much better when there's multiple leagues. Yeah. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I don't... It would be fun to lock teams in, but at the same time, there's no draft in footy, right? You're not drafting. Right. So... How do you get players? You just go and say, I want you to be on my team? 
Yeah, when they're eight. Weird. <laughs> there's there's academies where kids at the age of ten sign. And so you're going to school at the Liverpool Footballing Academy. So part of your time is spent playing football, and part of it is your school duties. And then you work your way up through the academy, through the different age brackets, to the point where you either become a professional or you leave, or like you wash out, or you decide it's not for you, or whatever. But yeah, the you're signing kids at tween, teens, all Jeez. the time. Huh. That's uh, that's a weird concept. I mean, that's another weird concept. We've been talking. I've found a lot of things weird today, but that's that one in particular <laughs> is like. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but at the same time, it's just at eight years old, just being told, "Yeah, we want you to eventually, at some point, possibly play for Liverpool." Like, yep. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. So then you go to school and you're part of the system. So you're getting coached by. The teams. Like, our U8 team coach is Steven Gerrard, who used to be the captain of England. So, when you're 16, you would be playing for one of the best players England ever had. So, it's something that you'd want. And every team has academies. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, your Atticus Touchdown Smith is a great (laughs) 10-year-old hockey player. If they had this system, Calgary could have a school-slash-farm system. Where it's okay, you play for our what is what age group is that for hockey? Bantam? Uh no, ten years old? That Junior would be... A? What <laughs> uh, that would be Adam. That's Adam? Yeah. So every P- NHL Pee-wee's, team Yeah, Pee Wee's uh eleven, twelve or twelve thirteen, I think. So Okay. Yeah. So every NHL team has an Adam team. So they play each other. And that, so they go to school and they play hockey, eventually with the idea that they may play for the Flames. Or if they're not good enough, like Atticus touchdown just isn't quite cutting it or he needs a bit more time. Uh, I mean, he's a he snip, might get so he's got stone hands. It's, I'm sorry to all my future children, it's the curse of the Smith, you're going to have stone hands. Okay, so then Atticus touchdown goes and plays, could play for Abbotsford, maybe. Right. If that's a different league. Or the ECHL, they could play for the Arrows because that's a different league. So maybe they get released by Calgary, but then they can go sign for HC Davos. Interesting. So it becomes a life choice super early if you show the talent. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's guys like Sidney Crosby. At six years old, everybody knew he was going to be an NHL hockey player. Like, it's just some guys have that. Right. Yep. And so Sidney Crosby at six years old is showing that sort of skill. Then he goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins Academy. Although at that point, uh, probably Montreal. Yeah. Now here's probably. the question. Yeah. So who gets to pick those players? Like, so if if Atticus Touchdown shows real yep. promise as a skater, like you know he's 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 got got skills as a skater, and you know. In in Adam and Pee Wee might have some hands, but the older he gets, the less he's going to. But if if he shows real skill as a as an Adam aged player, right? And you're in Lethbridge, yeah. Okay. So would the Flames come because they're the closest, or could any could literally like could the New York Rangers come and and talk to him if they wanted to? Why not? 
but who gets the rights to talk to him or can any team talk to him any team? and then There's he no just rights. goes where he wants to go he's 10 well no it's up to you right well that's what i mean so like yes well me it's, as the it's father the, it's up to the parents to right. make a decision with their kid if this is their dream then yeah so Sydney every, and Cole Harbor. Every NHL team goes to Cole, them and then they make their decision. So they probably But because he was a Habs fan and probably was a Habs fan because of his parents, he probably they probably would have picked the Habs. And so he would have been brought up in the in the Montreal Canadian system. Right. Weird. That is so crazy. That is so <laughs> crazy to think about. And I mean like I I kind of get it, but from a like even at thirty four almost 34 trying to wrap my head around being a 10 year old kid and having the calgary flames come to me and be like you from here on out you're basically calgary flames property until you either lose your passion uh fail fizzle or are good enough that you actually make the team right or get traded in the meantime or get traded in the meantime yep Wow. Now you can't be loaned out or traded. I think until you get to eighteen. That makes sense. Like you're you're locked into an academy, right. so it is the academy's choice and your parents' choice and your choice. Right. Like if if you you want to stay and your parents want you to stay, the like Liverpool could not trade a ten year old to Porto <laughs> in Portugal. <laughs> it's like guess what, kid? You're moving to Portugal. <laughs> Better learn Portuguese. No, you can't do that. Okay. But I'd like. Uh, at 16 you can make your professional debut so I'm a, at 16 you would be able to be moved wow which when you think about it that's roughly the age I mean when's guys the are getting CHL draft yeah guys right? are getting like 14, drafted 15. out of I mean at 16 they're not being drafted at, at to the NHL yet but they're close well there's the WHL draft yeah exactly the CHL drafts yeah. right so you're still you still could end up like, okay, Atticus touchdown Smith in the system today, if he's good enough, like, yeah, you've been playing Lethbridge, Adam, and junior hockey or whatever. Yeah. But he could be drafted by the Brandon Wheat Kings, and he's moving to Brandon. Right. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, yeah. So it's, it's that's not too crazy to think about a 16-year-old at Liverpool or it's just like, we want you to get some playing time, go to Serbia. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about these players who who come and play a year or two in the the WHL. They're they're from Russia or Sweden, and they're brought over yep. to the WHL to get North American playing time. And they're not getting brought over by necessarily the CHL. They're getting brought over by NHL teams that have drafted them and just want them closer. And so then they're saying, okay, you go play with the Wheat Kings because you're you're closer you're closer to Brandon from Calgary than you are from. Kazakhstan. Yokerit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, remember when we thought, when I thought that we might get two questions? Yeah. Uh, I figure we might as well just talk about this for a little bit longer and then call it a day. That's kind of what I'm thinking because we're at 50 minutes, roughly, <laughs> and when we hit 33, I was like, well, we might need to take a break soon, but then we just kind of kept it going. So apparently this is a breakless podcast. Oh, I guess. We may well, did have you, to. Did you want to do another short question? Like, I, I got time. I'm, I'm feeling I'm, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty happy doing this one. Okay. Well, uh, the rest of our conversation then is uh, brought to you in part by spats. Spats. What happened to those? Perfect.
got that one out of the way. <laughs> Don't want to lose that sweet spats money. Right, exactly. So anyway, we were talking about Atticus Touchdown Smith being forced to move to Brandon. Man, I've been to Brandon. That place is a hole. And I'm sorry if there's anybody from Brandon who listens to our podcast. You can throw pet pretzels at me if you want. I spent a night there. Other than the fact that I saw one of arguably the best prairie thunderstorm I've ever seen. Okay, that's There wasn't sweet. much about that city. Yeah, it was pretty great. But beyond that, there wasn't much about that city that I loved. Granted, we we well, got there, ate supper, It's and about the Week Kings. And that's the thing. Like it was, it was the middle of the summer, so no. That there are some communities in Canada, especially and the U.S., but that's more towards football, uh, yeah, American football, where yeah. the whole town revolves around the hockey team. And I feel like Brandon might be pretty hockey heavy. I think you're probably right. I feel like that's that's definitely the case. That's like the heart of the town and stuff. Well, if, yeah, you, it's like, if you do live in Brandon and you're still listening to us, uh, let me yeah. know and yeah, there you go. send Dave pretzels. I mean, it's it's no different than than towns in Texas that shut down when their high school football team was playing. Yeah, Pembina and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that's that's what you do on a on a when when that Friday night lights option baby. is available. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Friday night lights, even varsity blues. Like that's what you do. Like you just. It's like you get together and you go and you you sit in this stadium that holds five thousand people and you five thousand is probably on the smaller side in in towns like that, especially in and Texas, just, yeah, right, exactly. And you just go and watch your team, and I'm pretty sure that's probably what they do in Brandon. And when I was there, it was middle of summer, so there was no option of seeing the Wheat Kings. So anyway, I would yeah. be lucky. I mean, I think they've got a pretty good team. So if Atticus Touchdown got drafted by the Wheat Kings. That would be okay. Yeah. I could get behind that. Or maybe he's really good at footy, and so uh, Ipswich comes over and offers to take over his schooling and let him play English football. Who's Ipswich? A team that's probably second or third tier. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm not sure where Ipswich is at the moment, what league they're in. I just picked but a team they're, random. But they're not... They're not a first tier team. They're no. they're a lower tier. They're a lower tier. They so, scouted a kid at my high school. That's why I was. That was why that, that was sense. my first thought because they do actually wander through here on occasion. Interesting. Okay, so say that happens. I mean, that's a good way to kind of get back to the actual conversation. So say Ipswich comes and talks to Atticus Touchdown about his skills and you uh, and and me. Yeah. So. You, his youth coach, and the kid would all be involved. Okay, so then he goes and so we say, yeah, Ipswich sounds awesome because nobody else is coming to talk to us, so might as well get him somewhere. And so yep. he goes and he he would join an academy with Ipswich. Yes, he would be at the okay. Ipswich Footballing Academy. Okay, so he's there, and then he shows real skill and real promise. So he goes to the U twenty one team for for Ipswich. Sure, right, and then. And then at some point, it's like, you know what? Atticus Touchdown, you, sir, are a very, very, very skilled football player. We want you to play for the Ipswich team. So then he does. Yeah, so let's say he's, so he's, he's gone up through the ranks. And he's playing for Ipswich. Because yeah. a team at that level, if they have a kid that's good who's eight, 17, 18, 19, they're going to play him first team. Okay. So he plays, and and he's making he's making some decent money and he's doing very well and he gets very good and his skills keep improving and all of a sudden 
he's good enough that he can get to a, a different team. That's when a team like I'm trying to think of it. I mean, I'm not now because they're in the Premiership, but like Leicester City. When did they? When did they come up to the Premier League? Was it in 2016? Like, did they come up from the Champions no, League? No, they made it. Uh, 2014, they came up. Okay. So 2015, they had a season, and then they won the next year. Okay. So 2014, or say 2013, we're at that point where, um, where Leicester City is starting to get good, and they need an extra player, and they decide that Atticus Touchdown is the sort of player that they need. They can make an offer to Ipswich during the transfer, transfer window, window in order to get him. Yes. So they go to Ipswich. They say, uh, "What position do you figure Atticus Touchdown plays?" Oh, he'd be he'd be a defender. Okay, so uh, you're not tall enough to be a central defender. So he's a fullback, probably. So right or left? You're left-handed, right? I'm right-handed. Who's left-handed? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I got lost there for a second. I'm like, that would be a stupid question. <laughs> I play hockey left, but I golf and shoot, uh, uh, golf and and play baseball and right right-handed. So, um, okay. Theoretically, I probably should have been a left or a uh, left-handed everything. Yeah. Or, sorry, right-handed. Whatever. Anyway, I probably should have been a right-handed hockey player, but. So let's say Atticus touchdowns right-footed then. So he's a right back. Yeah. So. Leicester City, are you wanting a team from the championship to grab him from League One? Is that what this is? I mean, just just to wrap my head around the entire process of... Great. So for, for the sake of argument, and apologies to Ipswich fans if I've got this wrong, Ipswich is in League One, which is the third tier. So you've got English Premier League, Champions League, yep. Ipswich. Championship. Championship, because Champions League is UEFA yep. Champions. Right, then you have League 1, League 2, League 3, League 4. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, There's like so, 90 teams in London. And to, to 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 figure that out So that's like NHL, AHL, ECHL, IHL, uh Peace KHL. River yeah, Men's okay. League. Okay. Uh <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So Atticus is at Ipswich. He's a right back. Right backs. Right. That was to give me a money sense. So then uh, Darby County in the championship is like, we need a right back. We like this Atticus touchdown kid. Hey, Ipswich, here's a million pounds. So then they okay. give a million pounds to Ipswich, and then they negotiate with Atticus touchdown. At that level, let's mm-hmm. say he's making 30,000 pounds a week. So then he makes that's pretty high for that league, but still, for the sake of argument, sure. let's say he makes thirty or Atticus touchdown is worth thirty thousand pounds a week. Now that I'm thinking about that, that might be too high for a team like Derby. So like fifteen, but still fifteen thousand. Not for Atticus touchdown. <laughs> Fine, your kid's a great right back. So he makes thirty thousand <laughs> pounds a week at Derby County. Right. He plays at Derby County for okay. say a year. Derby County comes up to the Premier League. Okay. Now, Derby County is probably going to have to fight off big teams like mine and teams from around Europe because fullbacks are always in demand, which is why he's commanding a little bit more money. So, yeah, Derby County is going to get right. that $40 million, but let's say Manchester United 
strolls in and they're like, hey, Darby County, we'll give you 45 million pounds for Atticus Touchdown Smith. Mm-hmm. Then Darby County's like, well, that's our entire operating budget for a year. We could buy an entire team for that, especially if we go back down. You're on. Now Atticus Touchdown becomes hated by me because he goes to Manchester United. Sure. But he'll make 100,000 pounds a week. And now he's playing the highest level of football he probably can. Interesting. Unless he gets good enough that one of the even bigger teams comes and gets him for Europe. Like a Real Madrid or a Barca or somebody like that. Yeah, or a Bayern. Right. Maybe a PSG. Juventus is pretty big too. United's so big-ish. So if, if he went from Man U but then Bayern Munich came and got him, then you'd all of a sudden be an Atticus touchdown fan again because he played for your team. Right. Right. Okay. And ultimately, that's what this is all about, is you rooting for my kid. So... If, if that's what you're shooting for, you don't want to encourage you want to encourage him against signing for either Everton or Manchester United. Everton both really? are poor choices. The it's Crosstown rival. Oh, Ever, Everton is in Liverpool, but Liverpool the, just got the name Liverpool, right? Huh. Interesting. It would be like, and we've talked about this before. Everton Liverpool is like Calgary and Edmonton being in the same city. So if the Oilers were like North South Calgary and the Flames right. were North Calgary, that's what this is like. It'd be like uh, the White Sox and the the Cubs if they were in the same league. Yeah, exactly. Interesting, huh? Although more hatred. Sure, there doesn't seem to be a lot of hatred between those two teams. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. I feel like there would be more if they were if they were in the same league. But because it would be like if the Ravens and the Steelers were in the same city and the same division right so if if it was like pittsburgh north and pittsburgh south yeah or it'd be like pittsburgh steelers versus the i don't even know another part of allegheny ravens there you go sure yeah interesting huh i didn't know that everton was that but i also didn't know that everton was in liverpool so oh yeah, yeah. there you go you learn something new every day Yep. Is there anything else you can teach me about transfer windows? Uh, do you want to learn about the loan system? Oh, God. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. You asked. <laughs> hey, Sean, what's the loan system? So you are able to maintain a player under contract, typically one who is young, to stay with your team, but you can loan them to another team. Okay. As in, let's. I'll take a Calgary flames example let's say sean monahan in his first year wasn't going to make the team but you'd really like him to get playing time so with him still under contract being paid Mm -hmm. by you you send him to hc davos where he will play every game as their second line center so he will get game time so in football terms that would be so i'll just pick a kid at random from my team shea ojo is probably my, at this point, may already be on loan. Again, we're recording this a bit early just because of situations and et cetera, et cetera. So he is super good. He's 19, 20 years old, okay. something in there. But there's really not a place for him in the first team right now. Right. For his development, it would be better if he went somewhere else to get first team minutes where he can play regular amounts of time. So we loan him out to, say, Fulham or Newcastle, and he will play 
as much as their coach wants. And then at the end of the season, or during a transfer window, or if he gets super injured, he will return to the parent club. Oh, so you can't call him back unless it's a transfer window. Right. Even though he's technically property of your team. You can do half-year loans or full-year loans. It's harder to cancel a full-year loan. You would need the team that you loaned the player to to agree. Right. So basically, this is this is we this actually does kind of work to in a Flames uh, situation because right now we have three players in in our Stockton team, um, Stockton, I think it's Stockton. Who? So we've got three goaltenders, but we only have two spots because so we have John Gillies, we have Tyler Parsons, and we have David Riddich. We want all of them to get playing time, but we have both of our goalies up here. So if we could, we could bring John Gillies up and send him somewhere like, like you said, Davos. So that way yep. he could play regular minutes, get more ice time than, say, playing down in Stockton and just being a 1A, 1B sort of system. He gets that ice time, and then at the end of this year, when we get rid of one of our goalies, because that's been the trend for the last few years, yeah, then John Gillies is ready because he's had more playing time in a higher league than, say, the AHL. Exactly. That's the idea. Interesting. I you do can like lo- that system. You can also loan within the league. So, say, for example, Arizona... We're using Arizona as a bit of a kicking bag, but that's because that's what they essentially are. So oh, let's, that's what they become, yeah, for sure. So let's say it, Gillies, was it? Yeah, John Gillies. So John Gillies, you loan him to the Arizona Coyotes, so he could be their number one goalie for the year. Huh. He can't play against you. Oh, really? But he can play everybody else. Yes. So if we say, if the, again, because we're doing this so early, Ojo may already be with a team, but let's say Ojo goes to Newcastle United. Mm -hmm. Newcastle United is in the Premier League. So if the two times a year we play Newcastle United, he cannot suit up for them because he is our player. So it's basically a conflict of interest for him to play against his own team. Yeah, does he want to do really, really well against the team he's trying to earn a job with? Or does he want to do poorly to then make the team do better but then he looks like he's doing poorly. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So how would that work in the playoffs? Like if the if the Flames Well, there are no playoffs. <laughs> so, okay. There are no playoffs in the Oh, yeah, right. It's just the team no. who who finishes first wins. That's another weird concept, but whatever. So, well, oh, yeah, yeah, but and all then the other Champions cups, League right? after that, like, right? Yeah. So it's like if the Flames finished first in the league, then they would win the Whatever they would win the the president's the, trophy, the president's trophy, and then the the Flames and Davos, all the best and teams and all the, the teams from the different leagues would play for the Stanley Cup. Right, right, that makes sense. Okay, you so you can even keep it in NHL. It, it works basically the same. The regular season champion, the champion, is the Calgary Flames. They won the president's trophy. That's what they won. But they right. didn't. But you could also do stuff like the NHL Cup. Where every team, it's just a big ladder tournament. But mm-hmm. you also have AHL teams in there and ECHL teams in there. So that you could get crazy upsets and you could play your kids then and that sort of stuff. But yes, yeah, so let's so if we take out the fact that there's no playoffs, if the Flames make the playoffs, what? Uh, right. So if the Flames make the playoffs and the, the, the Coyotes make the playoffs and they play each other at some point, I was going to laugh because... Right. It, I don't know when the last time that's happened that both teams have made the playoffs. But regardless, 
So if they were to make the playoffs, but Gillies is still with the Coyotes, that whole series, he would not be able to he play against He would not play against you. Interesting. Correct. Right. Because so he's your say, player. So is that the same in, in like, if, if Liverpool and, you said Newcastle, that was your example for, for your guy, right? For so jo, jo, Dojo? Yeah. What's his name? Ojo. Ojo. Damn it. O-J-O. Oh. Ojo. So I'm close. I'm so close. Anyway. Yeah. So if they both... Wait, would they would they both be able to make Champions League? Sure, it's possible. How many player? How many teams from each league make Champions League? Uh, from, it, it's different based league to league, but generally from England, it's four, if not five. Okay, so say Liverpool and Newcastle came second and third, and so they're both making the Champions League, and they ended up in the Champions League. Ojo wouldn't be able to play against Liverpool in the Champions League. Assuming that Ojo was reloaned out for the next year when they would be playing in Champions League? Oh, yes. right, because Champions League happens simultaneously with Premier League, right? Right. <sighs> if it's a two-year loan, which is also possible, okay, or the returns on loan, because we have a goaltender, and here's a name that you're totally going to nail the next time you need to bring him up. We have a goaltender named Danny Ward. That, why can we use that example all day? <laughs> so Danny Ward played for Huddersfield Town last okay. year. We loaned him to Huddersfield Town. Okay. Huddersfield Town came up thanks not entirely to him, and it's not entirely to him. The team got way better. They have a great coach now who happens to be really good friends with our coach, which makes it all the more wonderful. Right. So he was their starting goalie to get them into the Premier League. Then we recalled okay. him. They want him back on loan, but we want him to compete with our two other goalies to see who the best one is. There is also a possibility that we could loan him back because he has expressed the fact that he wouldn't mind going back to see how he does as a full-time number one in the Premier League. Okay. So if we met in the League Cup or the well, – no, it's, no, it's called the EFL – or the FA Cup, or in the okay. regular season, he could not play against Liverpool. Interesting. Period. So I tied in some playoffs there, because EFL and FA Cups are playoffs, they're ladder tournaments, right? Right, right. So yeah, if he went back, he would not be able to play in any com- like any competition against Liverpool, because he is a Liverpool player. Huh. All right. Well, this is all very interesting. And very complicated. But, I mean, it, I, I do like the idea of a loan system, especially if it means that a player, a prospect of yours, is going to get more time playing in a, in a, on a bigger stage, and that will make him better for your team in the future. I think it's a cool concept. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why, we, that's why Ward went out, is because we had three other goalies right. for last year. We didn't. We wanted mm-hmm. him to get game time, so he went. He did amazing, and now it's like, okay, great. You can compete for the starting job at Liverpool because we did this. Wow, very cool. So yeah, like if you could send Gillies to the Coyotes, and he just can't play you, but he plays every other game. He plays sixty-eight games for the Arizona Coyotes. He's gonna come back, maybe a little shell shocked, but a better goalie. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just to digress, but I mean, we got Mike Smith this year, and I don't know how that's going to work out for us, but he's, people are saying, well, he's, you know, he's past his prime. Like, yeah, maybe, but he's also playing on a really crappy Arizona team with a really crappy defense. We've got 
arguably one of the best defense cores in the league right now. So maybe yep. he plays a little bit better, and he's a stopgap solution until we can get Gillies or Riddich or Parsons up. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, again, that's a whole other conversation for our NHL preseason talk, if we ever get asked for that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how this Sean Explains Transfer Windows podcast goes. Yeah. An hour and 13 minutes-ish of soccer and some baseball and hockey, so sweet. Mostly so I can explain a concept for soccer. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's a concept <sighs> that makes sense, and once you get a little bit more explanation to it, I really do appreciate the, the logic behind it. It's just, it's, it is so foreign to a North American sports fan. Yeah. That it's just, it's a really weird thing to have to wrap your head around. But anyway. Now, now before we go, yeah. because I've been doing an awful lot of talking, I would like yeah. to give you a few minutes to talk about how much you love the baseball trade deadline. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I can talk about something that I like if I don't like it, because like you, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I like the idea of having a stop point for trades, which is what you see in the NHL and the NFL and I think the NBA. I don't follow the NBA that much, but I think it's the same sort of concept is after this day, you can't make any more tr- any more trades. It's just the way it goes. Where's the MLB? It's like, okay, so at the end of July, you can't trade any more players, but you can actually trade more players all through to the end of August. And in doing so, it means that you can get these players. They just have to go through the waiver selection. So if I'm trying to trade a player from the Red Sox to uh, the, the, the Pirates, I was going to say the Pirates. Sure, yeah, the Pirates. Then it has to go through waivers. So it has to go through every team lower than, I guess it's lower than the Pirates in order to make sure that none of those teams want that player. So if I wanted to trade... Uh, Xander Bogarts, which we would never do because he's amazing, but for, he's the first name that popped into my head. I couldn't see Dustin Pedroia because I just can't stand the thought of losing Dustin Pedroia. But we're going to trade Xander Bogarts to the Pirates, and we're going to. But we have to go through the steps. Like the the Phillies would get a first crack at it. Yep, and Reds, the Reds Padres, and the Padres and the White Sox. All these teams would get a first crack at it before the Pirates. Yep. So, technically, you can still make trades, but you may not get the player you want, or you may just lose the player outright because he just gets picked up off waivers. Now, I don't know if that means so after the... If if we get to the Pirates, and there's players higher, there's teams higher than that, I don't actually know if those teams will get a chance because t- technically you're still going through the entire waiver, or if you get to the Pirates, then it's like, okay, we actually want to make this trade. I don't know exactly how that logic works. So... Well, first of all, you're implying that there's logic involved. Well, and that's the thing. is like, it's not actually a trade deadline if you can still make trades. And like you said, after August 31st, you can still make trades. But those players just won't be allowed to play on your playoff team. So I don't, I mean, maybe you're... Which doesn't matter for, what, 22 teams? Right? So I don't know. Now, are you doing this if you if you're possibly on the verge of being a wild card team? And it's like if we make it to the playoffs, one of our injured players is going to be back, or one of our, or we just have a really good chance because we have a starting rotation that might just be able to get us through some a couple series. 
then maybe you just need that player to help you get that push to become a wildcard team. I don't know if that's why you do it or if you're doing it because it's like this year we're going to be close to to being a great team or a contender, but if we get this player now, then next year we're going to be even better. I don't know which logic or which rationale there is. Either way, I just don't think it makes that much sense. I think the baseball trade deadline is really stupid. Yeah, like it is. Either cut it off or don't. Have a trade deadline where you can't make any more uh, transactions or you keep it going until the end of the season, which is stupid as well. But I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. So it's like – because they're talking – I mean, we talked earlier about how, how soon – it was a couple uh, – fairly early on into the baseball season, but we had the conversation about um, – how soon do you know whether a team's going to be in or out of the playoffs? Oh, yeah. And we yep. made that prediction. We, we made the prediction that the Blue Jays weren't going to make it. And there was a point where I felt like we were we were looking like we might be wrong. Like, there was a point where they were flirting with 500 and they were getting on a tear. But then they would – I mean, they they had 13 shots or something to, to get to 500 and never made it. And now they're five or six games below 500. And I feel like with with – two weeks left until the the uh, quote-unquote trade deadline <laughs> i feel like the blue jays become sellers yeah i think so um so i think i think we were right in our prediction but they're talking about the trade deadline coming up and everything and oh it's looming and you know what's gonna happen before the trade and i'm like I, I mean that's not the trade deadline it's one of the trade deadlines now i guess for a guy like again if the red Sox are trading xander bogarts they're not going to do it between july and august because they're going to lose. They're, the Phillies, if they have a chance to pick up Xander Bogarts, who is one of the best shortstops in the league, they're going to jump on that, especially if they're going to get him for nothing. Yeah. Where So, I mean, the big players you're going to get traded between now and the end of July. It's the it's the, the middling, lower-end of players who you're just trading for, I don't know, I don't know what, why you'd be trading them at that point when you could meet... That's the thing is I don't know why there have to be these steps. Like why not just do it all at once? I don't know what the difference is. I don't know why they do it this way, but the MLB is weird. I love baseball, but that's that's a weird thing to me. Yeah, it's a little silly. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I'm starting to get to the point where because we didn't take a break, I am concerned that one of our computers is going to kerplode and we'll lose that yeah. hour and 20 minutes we talked about this. So if anyone has any other questions about, I guess, soccer, uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook us at The Guys From. Or if you want to talk to us, you're going to have to pay to get our rights. And in doing so, then maybe if you pay us enough, we will talk to you and you can answer our, we can answer your questions that way. So um, talk to our manager, our fake manager. Talk to Anna and offer her some money, and then she will maybe consider you guys getting to ask us a question. But you can only this is a way less. You can only that? do yeah, it. Yeah, you can only do it in certain certain periods of time. Exactly. Yeah. 
If you enjoy the Guys From Podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can, and the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there and get our rambling about sports, and probably after we've done this, I imagine we're going to get a slew of pop culture questions, so we don't do this again. Uh, (laughs) The best thing you could do is leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Um, I mean, I can't think of any really good soccer movies offhand. The only ones I can think of are The Big Green and Bend It Like Beckham. And neither of those are great. Um, but there's some great baseball movies, and we kind of talked about baseball. So if you have a chance, watch Robert Redford, Robert Redford in The Natural. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this Telstar 76 podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, occasionally gaming stuff. Actually, gaming stuff more than movies. Uh, There's other things, too. Yeah, and uh, where can I find that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, yeah. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interviews, and review needs. And if you are looking for a really good soccer movie, I suggest The Damned United, which is about uh, Leeds United in the 70s, starring... Oh, Martin Sheen? Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod for our takeout music called Fearless First. And that's all he did today because we didn't have a real ad. This has been episode 178 of the Guys From Podcast. The podcast where Dave is now going to remember two of the names of players I said. Go. Ojo and Keita. There you go. Thanks for listening. Oh, and and Danny Ward. How did I forget that one? (laughs) The easiest one, the one that I fed. Uh, Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by the fact that someday we will do a second question. Someday. Yeah, someday. So I was sitting there recording this whole time, and I've got this new-ish microphone. Right. And I realized it kind of stinks. Like, okay? It's just, do you remember that Seinfeld episode where Elaine was sitting in her office, and she's sitting there smelling her pen, and she goes, man, this pen smells really bad, so why do I keep smelling it? That's kind of what happened. Like, I can't even explain the the smell. Like, it's not... 
it's not a, a a smell that I find offensive. It's just like it's got a weird smell to it. But the closer I get to the microphone to talk and make sure that I can be heard, the more I can smell it. I'm like, this is strange. So that's so, something I had to contend with. So did you do you leave it out of its box? Yes. Should I not? Well, no, as in, like, are you letting it off gas? Because it is a piece of electronics, right? Yeah, no, it just sits on my table. So it should, at some point, stop smelling like whatever. Oh, yeah, that could be. It is still fairly new. Right, because when you unpack it, yeah, it's only been out of the box for, what, yeah, three something weeks? Yeah, like I guess that makes sense. Probably not a lot of airflow. Also, you get pretty close to it to talk to it. Yeah, either way. Like, I didn't notice it last week, and this week I found it very distracting. So that's why we went so long. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah. Mine just smells like sweet, sweet chrome. Nice. I guess that's the difference is yours is chrome and mine is stupid plastic. Oh, yeah. Sweet podcast (coughs) smell. (laughs) 